Gruesome Herzog, the voice of horror. Shit my pants. This is Gruesome Herzog. My very special guest today is actor 
Jack Amos, who played the character of Gertie the Clown in A Hundred Tears. How you doing, Jack? Very good. How are you? Great. I'm glad to have you on here. Good to be. All right. Well, there, you have a, quite a few movies. I know some um, horror fans and some uh, thriller fans. It would be interesting to hear about. The one, first one I want to start with is, ironically enough, when you watch A Hundred Tears, you can see this poster hanging on the wall. It's called Unearthed in 2004. You got any interesting uh, stories to say or give the look? The, the, well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Unearthed is sort of, uh, it's more of a science fiction film, I suppose, than uh, art. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would uh, characterize it as um, uh, Predator meets Lethal Weapon. <laughs> oh. has uh, Tom Savini in it. Um he plays one of the detectives trying to find out what's going on with a lot of these deaths with these uh, homeless people. And uh, I play the coroner, and uh, I don't make it very far. <laughs> Somebody kills me in order to steal the body of one of the aliens we found. Um, but additionally on that film, I, I also did the uh, pyrotechnics and uh, all the bullet hits and, and fire and explosions. We... Uh, we shot off 375 squibs in that film. Wow. Yeah, I have yet to see that movie yet. I'm going to look for that <laughs> and get that one. You know, I'm a fan of all kinds of horror, low budget, super low budget, you know, medium budget. I'm just a diehard, so nothing nothing bothers me and nothing faces me. That's a true horror fan, right? That's right. <laughs> well, the next movie... It seemed to got a lot of talk on Facebook uh, last week. Marcus posted a, a trailer for this movie, and it sparked a lot of interest on a lot of people who didn't even, you know, hasn't had a chance to see 100 Tears, so they went out and watched 100 Tears. A lot of podcasts are doing clown, um, you know, clown horror-type podcasts. But 100 Tears, I watched it, um, let's see, I, try, I think I, I popped it in maybe a year ago. And before I started doing, um, you know, interviews and reviews, and before I even understood independent horror, I couldn't get past five minutes of it. Like I said, it had nothing to do with the movie personally, just the style it was made. I wasn't used to it. So then I watched it two weeks ago, finally, and uh, I must say, a lot of kills, a lot of blood. It's an all-around damn good movie. And as you know, you're Gertie. Yes. The clown. He's not bad. He's just misunderstood. Exactly. Your daughter was the one that was, uh, well, Rainy Brown. Psycho. <laughs> yeah. Daddy, can I kill? <laughs> many, many ways. Um, like I said, a lot of people seem to dig this movie now. I had a conversation with Marcus last week. We talked about this movie. And uh, you playing a clown of Gertie, and ironically enough, you never said one word in the movie. That had to have been hard. Well, uh, you know, I've been an actor for a long time, and uh, I'm at the point now where I pick up films based on challenge, and of course, pay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so they said, <laughs> uh, and it, it's a, it's a challenge for an actor to do a character with with uh, without speaking because you still have to do communication. You still have to uh, let the audience know what 
the character's thinking, what he's feeling, what he intends to do, what he's thinking about doing, you know, the process that goes on inside him still has to be seen. So it actually takes a very good actor to uh, to go without speaking, and probably one of the highest compliments I ever got uh, was from Mike Gingold of Fangoria. When uh, he talked about the film, he said, you know, the clown never speaks, but you always know what he's thinking. And to me, that was very high praise. Yep. And I can tell you one thing. I know um, I've been reading a lot of reviews on this and a lot of, you know, and it seems like everybody seems to have a problem with Joe Davidson, who was the writer. Um, they're complaining about his comedy in the movie, but how I reviewed it, that movie needed some comedy to offset it a little bit to make it, you know, more of, a, of an entertaining film than just flat out a clown, you know. It's. I thought he was fab. I thought he was excellent to be entertaining, only because he had the wits. And of course, he was the writer of the movie as well. Um, do you got any good stories about the Joe while making the movie? <laughs> Joe's a piece of work. I've, Joe and I have worked together on oh, probably ten films, maybe more. Uh, I usually end up kicking his butt in the film. Yeah. That's, that's gotten to be kind of a thing with us. <laughs> <laughs> he was in Unearthed as well. I, uh, and that's I think that's the first film we worked on together was Unearthed. And he's he was young and wanted to do all this stuff. And I've been a seasoned stuntman and, and special effects guy for a long time. And you know, it was like, you're going to get hurt if you do it that way. Why don't you do it our way? And then he'd do it his way. He got hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Stubborn. <laughs> and uh, after a while, he he came to trust me when I said you're going to get hurt. <laughs> um, and uh, I've sort of adopted Joe as kind of a another son. He's right. uh, he and I are good friends. Uh, we care a lot about each other. He he has done several films, and he always put me in them, right, one way or another. By so. Yeah. Now, were you yeah. first choice for the Killer Clown? Uh, no, as a matter of fact. Uh, there was another actor. They wanted to, to do it, but he couldn't do it because of other obligations. I mean, the, the way you're in this movie, it's just that hatchet. I mean, that's probably one of the biggest hatchets I've ever seen <laughs> for any killer in a movie. But like I said, you know, for it being low budget or medium budget, however, I don't really know how much it costs to make the movie, but... It was well made. I thought it was well made. It was, you know, it had to balance on it, but a lot of kills, and that's what a lot of horror fans love is the kills. I mean, oh you, yeah, you terror, you terrorize a poor halfway house, <laughs> and then the one, I guess, what the chef or cook or it was was fighting you there for a while. Of course, you won eventually, but uh, you know, how can you? It's they had some scenes like you chop off the head of a girl in a wheelchair. <laughs> I mean, uh. seriously. <laughs> Wow. But anyways, uh, it had a great cast. Rainey Brown, as you know, she played Christine, your daughter. Um, right. Jeff Dylan Graham, which I think he's he's an up and coming uh, superstar. I really I really like his acting. You know, Quibi Dorsey. You know, just a great cast. You know. So you know, Keyboy, Keyboy Dorsey. Yeah, I said it wrong. <laughs> yeah, Keyboy and uh, and uh, the. Uh, we played Jennifer uh, Georgia Chris. Yes, I'm sorry, I skipped. Yeah, it's an all-around good acting. 
you know, the, the movie was made solid with the acting and the storyline. So, you know, I think it's going to be one of those uh, cult movies now, I think, in, in years to come, ten years from now. You know, they're going to make their list of the top ten clown movies of all time, and it's going to be on that list. So... Yeah, we, we, Marcus and I, who was the director and special effects guy, he's responsible for most of the blood and gore and guts and groove. Um, and DP and everything else in that film, mm-hmm. editor. Uh, he, uh, he and I talked a lot about the, the clown before we got started, and we didn't want to make any, we didn't want to make him like this. Well, a lot of these clowns, movies, the, the clown is, I don't know. I want to say a clown. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to make the clown a person. Right. Uh, you know, not not hook him up or do anything. I mean, Gertie is very matter of fact about the way he kills. He, he doesn't he, he doesn't go crazy. He doesn't try to scare people. There's no suspense in the film whatsoever. You see the clown, somebody's getting it. Right. That's what I, that's what I like <laughs> I mean, about the movie. Yep. And. Uh, and the body count in the film, depending on which cut you saw, is, is right around 38 bodies. We killed 48. Some of them didn't make it. Wow. 48. Holy shit. <laughs> That's a run out of ways to kill people. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, a, you mean, like I said, it's, it's one of my favorites now. I mean, it's, it's in, you know, I have, I have it here, of course, but I have my favorites I really liked that I can watch again. Um but the, the next movie I've been hearing about it now, as far as I know, it's not re- not released yet, or could be. At least it doesn't say on IMDb, anyways. But this is a action horror thriller, Experiment Seven, in two thousand nine. Do you know if that is available on DVD? I think it is. Uh, it's a post-apocalyptic film. We um, have uh, uh, radiation. They call them rads. Kind of zombie kind of things. Wow. Uh, there's a disease that's gotten all over the world, and also something has happened to the water. This is, you know, this is after everybody went to war, and it didn't turn out well. And it's it's basically a run-and-gun film. I don't think that uh, there's five minutes where somebody isn't running from or fighting something. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, so, it has a great cast as well. Well, Joe uh, wrote that one as well, and he is one of the characters. Uh, and uh, Rod Grant plays uh, the other main character along with, uh, and now my mind just went blank. Um, Candace Rojas? Candace Rojas, who, by the way, is one of my acting students. Uh, probably, I, I think I set her on to that film. I sent her to audition. Excellent. So, she's gorgeous. She's a very good actor. And yeah. she's very down to earth and, and easy to get along with and uh, just a very earthy, personable person. Right. I tell you what, Alan Roe Kelly, a phenomenal actor. Rainey yeah. Brown, you know, mm-hmm. Jerry Murdoch, another great actor I, I really like. And the one that, that, that really intrigues me, she's a, a youngster, a good actress too, is Zoe Dalman Jalanda. I seen a lot of short films that she was in. I think she's a phenomenal uh-huh. actress as well. It's the uh, it's I mean, it's the, you know, I would love to see this movie actually. It, you're saying it's something like like a zombie like deal, right? The post-apocalyptic. I mean, if I'm saying that right, 
Um, you know, there's been a either uh, the, the kind of like Zombie Land. The, something has happened that the world has collapsed. Okay. Book of Eli, all these kinds of things, and uh, either a disease or radiation has changed most of the population into raving maniacs that come at you and try to kill you. I gotta look for that one. Yeah. I, I, like a zombie. That's a must see. I gotta look for that one. Well, the the, the next one, um, like I said, we talked earlier that I want to see. It's called the Uh Oh Show in 2009, directed by yes. Herschel Gordon Lewis, and it has Brooke McCarter from The Lost Boys. All right. Uh, he plays uh, one of the main characters, uh, Joel Winecoop. Uh, plays one of the main characters. He was going to be the original Gertie. Um, let's see. I think there's, uh, I believe, I don't know, if, I don't remember if Keyboy Dorsey is in that one as well or not. But the special effects, again, were done by Marcus Cook. Um, and, and if you like The Hundred Tears, you're going to like our show because it's just as bloody. Wow. The basic uh, concept is is this is a, a game show, and it's a very late-night cable game show in which if you win, you get some fabulous prize, and if you lose, like, you spin the wheel, and whatever it lands on, they cut off. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. So, uh, it's very hokey. Uh, Joel plays the uh, the... Uh, producer of the, that particular show. I play the uh, um, uh, network executive, and the show has a huge late night following. And it's kind of like uh, the, the crowd comes in, and they're, they're kind of like Gallagher. They got their plastic, and whenever somebody gets the wrong question, the whole crowd goes, "Uh oh!" Oh, you're kidding me! <laughs> no, it's very campy, very hokey. I, I tell people if this is either the funniest gory movie you've ever seen or the goriest comedy you've ever seen. Wow. Now, when's that going to be released? Did you hear anything? Uh, it should be very soon. I know that there there is a distributor. The uh, the premiere is happening uh, the 28th of this month here in Tampa, and which wow. you know you can't do that until it's actually released or or. Uh, Turned loose off by the distributor, so any time now. I no, can't wait, and I'm sure they'll get a lot of hype. Being uh, Ursula Gordon Lewis being the director, it's been a while since he did one. Right, and that's on my radar now, so I keep I write that down. Interesting. Is, is there anything else that you're involved with coming up? Well, I am uh, headed to California uh, in May. Uh, another action film. This one's called Meltdown. It's supposed to happen partly in uh, Brazil, partly in Las Vegas. Uh, basically, these uh, explorers have found this lost tribe in the Brazilian rainforest, and they run across this big pile of gold, and they escape with two of the party's lives and uh, a uh, documentary video, and uh, that's about it. Everybody else dies. <laughs> wow! And then it's the it's a matter of, of cat and mouse, and it's kind of a romance in the stone, uh, in 
Indiana Jones type genre. All right, I can dig that. I remember *Romancing yeah. the Stone*. That was a unknown. Um, I guess that was what you call one of those unknown gems because they made that jewel denial then too. That was pretty good. Yeah, so it's it's in that kind of uh, uh, category, I guess you'd call it. All right. Uh, there, there's another film that you can watch uh, if you're into vampires, vampire movies. Uh, called *Live Evil* it has uh, Tim Thomerson and Ken Fournay in it. Um, now I'm I'm in the film, but you won't see me because I was doing stunt driving in that film. Yes, that's right. Actually, I actually I had that movie. I'm not gonna watch that yet. Yeah, that's right. That's that's right. That is a vampire movie. So and it, it's uh, there's a lot of marks. You know, you you, you start <laughs> the acting uh, filmmaking community is is really a very small community. I remember the first time I went to L.A. to go do a film. Walked on set and I knew seven people, and it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, right, right. I just travel three thousand miles, <laughs> and I know people. Yeah. Uh, that's good, me. It's it's just, you know, you know. No, I'm just trying to think. What <laughs> just babbling? But um, the the hundred tears. Now, did did you ever get any fan mail as far as because you're Gertie the clown? Oh yeah, uh, we set up a. Uh, uh, MySpace account because when it, when it oh, came yeah. out, MySpace was big, and uh, Gertie Gertie actually got uh, a number of surprising uh, people uh, asked to be his friend. Brian De Palma, uh, unsolicited, asked uh, friended Gertie. Uh, let's see, uh, Danny Trujillo. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Did Gertie? <laughs> I guess he liked them. That's funny. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's... Dirty has thousands and thousands of friends now. So. Now, now, what, what is the MySpace address for that? It is MySpace slash... MySpace.com slash Dirty the Clown is one stream. Okay. Now that the listeners can, can grab one to... If they got MySpace, they can add Dirty the Clown on MySpace. Right. And uh, also, it, it attracted all of the evil crazy twisted clowns of which there is apparently a rather large population in all of those friended Gertie. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. All the <laughs> king clown, you know, he's a king of all clowns, is he? <laughs> oh man. That's gotta be funny. That's gotta yeah, be funny. I, I discovered that there are a lot of people that just by being a clown is scary enough. Uh, <laughs> When we were doing the convention route uh, promoting the film, I mean, Gertie, of course, Gertie's covered in blood and carrying the big meat cleaver. Right. I mean, people would run and hide just looking at him. I mean, he didn't have to be menacing. And, and of course, I never played Gertie to be, like, threatening or anything. And if you watch very closely in the film, Gertie never attacks anybody until you show fear or, or disdain. Right. And, and then he attacks. <laughs> That's a good movie. I can't. <laughs> but anyways, uh, is there anything else that you got going on before we end the interview? Well, let's see. Uh, work again with uh, Joe Davison on a film as Nightfalls. Uh, and uh, we're currently in pre-production. We, we uh, started, stumbled, parted, and fell on this one because our location 
turned out to be disease-ridden. I can edit. Sorry. Basically, uh, it's it's kind of one of the old, uh, I guess, Mike Stone, uh, the old detective uh, okay. uh, kind of sort of thing, and then it kind of goes H.P. Uh, uh, Lovecraft on you. You go into this, they're investigating this warehouse, and turns out this old guy has been trying to bring his dead wife back and consorting with demons and doing all kinds of demonology and it's a toy factory and all the toys turn into demons and start attacking no shit (laughs) now that that has my interest kind of reminds me of Puppet Master in a way (laughs) (laughs) so and it's it's another running gun I mean it's uh, you you kind of get the introduction uh, kind of the the old uh, Mike Stone detective kind of stuff, and then from there on, it's just we're, we're fighting or running. That's that's neat. All up, I've done a whole lot more commercials than I have films. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> commercials pay bills. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> just a little known fact that sixty percent of all actor income in the United States is from commercials. No shit, didn't know that. I mean, you read about these guys making twenty million a film, but there's there's another thousand making, you know, twenty thousand per for commercials. Wow, that's good money <laughs> for a commercial. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, some commercials run anywhere from a local nothing that's just going to pay you a day rate of about I'll say a thousand dollars, and all the way up to one of the big. Uh, well, the SAG Nationals. This is one that's played all the way across the country, and you might make uh, eighty, hundred and forty thousand, something like that. Wow! One of those big ones. And of course, if you get to be the uh, "Can You Hear Me Now" guy, you make a million a year. Yeah, that's amazing, isn't it? Jeez. <laughs> Can you hear me now? I'm making a million bucks. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> and most people don't know. This is a little, another little known fact. I don't know how old you are. Do you remember um, um, the Don't Squeeze the Charmin guy? Yes. Your, yeah, I'm 42. When, I remember. Right, when he died, he was he was the actor who had made the most money on camera ever. Really? Yeah. Mr. Wimple? Is that, is that his <laughs> name? Mr. Wimple had made more money on camera than any other actor alive. No kidding. And number two was the Maytag, the original Maytag repayment. And that would be the one from Debbie Carapace, uh, Cincinnati? Uh, no, he was he was the replacement. Okay. Oh, yeah, I do remember him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the guy who never had anything to do. Oh, yeah. Maytag's been down. Now, I, I wonder how much money that, that lady did that she passed away, but the one for the... Um, Oh, you remember a uh, fast food commercial? Was it Burger King? Beef? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a uh, Wendy's. Um, yeah, yeah. She made several million dollars, and I think when she died, they found it in her mattress. No kidding. Literally. Yeah, she had grown up in a depression, didn't trust banks, and uh, where's the beef? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just trusty old lady that smoked. That's- it's more time on your podcast. I mean, you know, there's plenty of stories about Purity the Clown. Uh, that was that was a freaky movie to be made. <laughs> um, the old warehouse that we used 
was a tobacco warehouse from back in the old cigar rolling days of, of Tampa. And uh, this guy had talked, who, who was kind of in charge, was basically squatting in the place. He, he's an artist, he was a graphic artist, uh, and he talks these people into letting him live in the abandoned buildings, and he's kind of like the night watchman. Okay. Too. So anyway, we, we got permission to do this thing um, in this building. He had some other people there, some other artist types. We had this big New Year's Eve, uh, Eve party, and one of these guys uh, attacked one of the girls as she was going out to smoke, and they somebody just heard the thump, otherwise he might have gotten away with it. They find him dragging the girl back with a, a wire around her throat. What? Yeah. And he he said in this order he was going to kill and rape her. Jesus. And of course they got he got a little street justice. I mean the the guy the guys came around, they beat the crap out of him and and uh, threw him off the building and then by the time the cops came he was trying to kill himself with some broken glass. Oh my god. This is this is <laughs> this happened uh just before we started shooting. Holy hell. <laughs> so we already had a serial killer in the building. <laughs> really. Uh and then uh the halfway house we shot in was was really a halfway house or or more like a I don't know, I call it a flop house. <laughs> Uh, that was the nastiest place I have ever been in my life. I mean, uh, and uh, the people that were there, I mean, here I am covered in blood, carrying a big axe, and I'm not even the scariest guy there. Oh, my God. I mean, I, we were, the, the one where we, uh, Dirty stomps the girl's head and yeah. splatters blood just everywhere. One of the people, one of the denizens there came walking out and and uh, looked at it kind of hard. And, you know, we said, don't worry, I'm going to clean this up. And he just looked at us and said, no different than any other night. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're kidding me. <laughs> this place was, yeah, I mean, it was just endless stories in this place. Oh, my God. Um, the, the one where I chopped the guy's face in the three paces. Yeah. That night, we're... Uh, we're sitting around and and we're looking at this bulletin board beside this guy's apartment door, and it has all kinds of weird disassociated words and two 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 and love hate and and just I mean words that just don't go together for no any reason. They're not opposites. They're not similar. They're just like weird stuff, you know, like green Madonna. Out comes this guy. And he's just mumbling the same stuff that's on this bulletin board completely. Later on, I had a student who was a psychologist, a, a criminal psychologist, and he said, yeah, the guy's in a disassociative reality. He's, he's not with us. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is the place we're shooting. Oh I got, uh, Dirty got a, a serial killer groupie. This guy comes out and he says, "Oh, you killing some more guys? Oh, that's cool. I love that." <laughs> the, no way. The Virginia Tech massacre happens yeah. while we're shooting. 
oh, this guy goes off on the Virginia Tech Massacre guy. He says, but you're still my favorite, Gertie. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. We couldn't wait to get out of that place. Holy hell. So you so you actually filmed while they were there. Now, how would you keep them in the room? Oh, yeah. Well, they just come and go. I mean, we kind of block off a hallway and find a little out-of-the-way spot or you know, stairs or whatever, and we just block them off for long enough to shoot. And, and they'd walk through, cut blood everywhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're kidding and we me. we covered that place in blood, trust me. <laughs> now, was that from the, now, that was filmed in Florida, correct? Yeah, yeah. All of it was filmed in Florida. The, uh, the bar that was uh, filmed in that was supposed to be the Carney Bar, that is a Carney Bar, and it's really called Showtime. No kidding. Uh, there's a town down here called Gibsonton. We call it Gibtown. Okay. And it is the winter home of and retirement uh, 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 town, I guess, of carnies and circus people and, and show business people. And uh, so that, that bar, you might see the Lobster Boy or... You know, pinheads or anything like that sitting in that bar at any given time. Oh my God! <laughs> oh, jeez. Now I want to ask you real quick. Probably forget Drago. Yeah. Um, Villette, <laughs> Norberto Santiago. Now yeah. he, I thought, had a a really good performance in this movie. You didn't know what to expect. You didn't know if he was. I mean, it's it's surprising that Gertie didn't kill him right away because he gave you a picture. Yeah. Uh, well, Gertie, Gertie was always only looking for his girlfriend. Right. And he was just telling anybody got in the way or bothered him or found his place. That's really. And you don't see it, but of course, with backstory, the things that happen outside the script that we use to make the reality of the character is Gertie's other personality, uh, Edward Bas- Baxter. Right. Luther Edward Baxter. Uh, Luther talks, and we're we're diddling around with uh, the next the sequel to it, Two Hundred Tears or One Hundred One Tears or whatever we decide to come up with. We're going to show some more of Luther. Uh, okay. There was an end scene that we were going to use in Under Tears where uh, Jennifer has written a book about the serial killer called Under Tears. And uh, she's in line at a book signing, and, and Luther comes up to her. Just part of the line, sits down, and... Uh, Ask her to sign it, and says uh, he says to her, "I'm your biggest fan." She says, "Who should I sign it to?" Luther, Edward Baxter. What's <laughs> that? She looks up and freaks out. That's the end of the movie. But the uh, the 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 ending that's there, not to spoil it from anybody, uh, was so popular with the audiences. I mean, they were usually just a huge cheer with that, and we said, "Well." <laughs> I know. We're not going to beat that. We may as well go out with a huge cheer and we just cut it there. 
Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, they were all, I mean, I can imagine. I mean, that was totally unexpected. <laughs> that scene there. Well, that's interesting because I can't, that's, I heard that. I wasn't, wasn't going to mention it, but a sequel would be good justice, I think, because, um, now, you know, now, oh my, Norberto Santiago, I noticed that he's only in that movie. Was he a stage actor or was he just somebody that was just picked up for the movie? He's a professional wrestler. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. you know, you know what? It's a, come to think of it, you're right. I couldn't remember where I'd seen him from before. Right, uh, his stage name is Chip. Okay. Uh, Interesting. So, uh, yeah. So, do you got any more yeah. good. Any more stories about 100 Tears you want to share before we go? Uh, People are going to love this. Well, I, if, you, if you get the DVD, you get to see my butt where uh, I was chasing Joe down the hallway. One, one of the sequences where I was chasing somebody, and uh, he, he was throwing stuff in the way to, to try and slow me down, and I'm jumping over it, and there was this one thing that, it's, it's one of these potties that sits over the top of a, another commode for hand, yeah. you know, old people handing out whatever. Anyway, I got my legs caught up in the legs of that thing. It came down right flat on my hip. Oh. And I thought I'd broken my hip. Damn. <laughs> but did, we did get to show you a spectacular blues. <laughs> That's part of the DVD extras. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't get over what you're telling me about the people in that house. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, it, it just went on and on and on. There was this crazy woman, this car, this old car sitting out front of the place. And, and if anybody touched or got too close or leaned on this car, she went ballistic. You're going to buy me a new car? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it was <laughs> foaming at the mouth crazy. Oh, my God. The, the whole place was like this. They lived there. With these people. Oh my God! Now, how'd you guys ever find that place? I have no idea. Oh my God! <laughs> That's not my part. <laughs> you had a, oh, well entertained, right? Get the let's get the oh, hell yeah. out of here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! There's drug deals going down. There's people who just got out of prison for murder, and I mean, it was just oh my God! Uh. This place is. That plus everybody was sick and for three days after we shot in there any time. So, oh god, I, it just it, it just kept giving. Ugh. <laughs> That's interesting. Well, Jack, I want to thank you again for coming on. That's an interesting story. That's some good some good uh, gossip there. Some good information. A lot of people don't know that. They're going to know soon, I guess. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, Jack. You, you talk to actors, and you're going to find out that uh, there's always stories having to do with locations. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, can't wait to hear the hear the um, outcry on what they hear. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for coming on. Um, really appreciate it. That was my pleasure. And you take care of yourself, and we'll talk again. All right. Thanks, buddy. Take care. You're welcome. See ya. Gruesome Herzog, the voice of horror.